You are listening to CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your girl, Janan, right here. On TKO, we talk about the most exclusive hot topics from the world of mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, discuss various matters that surround the world of fighting, and talk about the accomplishments of legendary fighters, how they got started, and where they are now. All right, so right now, things are pretty interesting in combat sports, you know. Ever since the beginning of this year, the course of how fights were being presented to us, the fans, has definitely evolved in a way. You see, we don't get to watch fights every single weekend like we used to, watching fighters who were new to the sport trying to make a name of themselves. Instead, now, almost all of these scheduled fights have big-name fighters headlining, and even though we don't get to watch fights as frequently as we used to, well, you could say it's definitely worth it because the dream fights are actually becoming true one by one and yep you guess there will be talking about a few of those dream fights today on our show and that's not all we'll also be breaking down some of the important mma fights that took place over the weekend and we'll be thoroughly reviewing previewing and reviewing the fights on the ufc 209 card happening on march 4th in las vegas but first let's get started with some hot topics all right, so we talked about George St. Pierre on our show before. We talked about how he used to be one of the most dominating champions in the history of the UFC. And we also talked about how he retired back in 2013 and that a few months ago, it was rumored that he wanted to get back to fighting, but due to many, many legal issues that he was having with his contract and so forth, he wasn't able to either get back into the UFC or make any new contracts with other MMA organizations. So finally, it was just revealed that GSP, George St. Pierre, is now officially going to be back in the UFC, man. If you're a huge fan like me, you're probably off the roof right now. And you know what it means for GSP to be back after four years? It means that a whole bunch of super fights are on the way, folks. So as soon as GSP's return was announced, people started proposing all types of opponents for him to fight. And honestly, I get it. We're all extremely excited for GSP to start fighting again. But let's approach this in a more logical manner, okay? So first of all, he's... Four years older now, he's 35 years old, and we're not exactly sure if it'll be the best thing for him to fight at welterweight again because it's definitely harder for his body to make weight at this age. So with this in mind and the fact that there's a high probability that he'll move up the weight class to middleweight to 185 pounds, we can now start to think that uh, we can now start to think about who would be stylistically the best opponent for GSB and who would actually sell more pay-per-views when it comes to the business aspects of things. So as for now, the Vegas odds have actually opened up for GSP's potential super fights. And Michael Bisbing, the UFC middleweight champion, seems to have opened up as a huge favorite, which is pretty interesting. And this is a pretty interesting matchup when you think about it, because both of these guys have made history in the UFC by going head to head 
with the most number of wins in the organization. And as for now, Michael Bisming is in the lead with 20 wins in the UFC, and GSP is right behind him with 19 wins. So his next fight can not only change that number, but a lot of other things as well. Also, another great super fight that could be a great matchup that we never really got to see when GSP was in his prime, and that is a fight uh, that is pretty gonna, you know, that is a fight that is going to get everybody extremely excited is a match, is a super fight with Anderson Silva. So here you have two absolute legends, and it's going to be amazing because you have two former champions, and you have two guys who were on top of their game. At their, at their time, back in the day, fighting one another, trying to figure out who is the better man. And you don't only have two of the most well-known fighters fighting each other, but stylistically, you have two of the most talented martial artists who, have no, who are known for their unbeatable stand-up game fighting one another. So again, it's going to be a pretty, pretty interesting fight. Okay, there's another potential matchup for GSP that a lot of people are talking about. And man, everybody's saying it's going to be the fight of the century. But okay, first, I'm going to give y'all a hint. And you might probably figure out who I'm going to be suggesting as GSP's next opponent. So <laughs> you want a big fight in MMA, right? Okay, you want to make a lot of cash? All right, gotcha. Well, how about you bring Conor McGregor into the equation? Oh, man. Can you imagine? For the longest time, everybody was saying that GSP was perhaps the greatest MMA fighter that ever existed. And people were still saying that when he was retired. But when Conor McGregor started to make a name of himself, man... He's just so special. I mean, not only did he outclass the former champion Jose Aldo to become the featherweight champion, but he also beat Eddie Alvarez in UFC 205 to become to become the lightweight champion as well. So it made history. So on one hand, you have this beast of a fighter called the notorious Conor McGregor with a fight IQ that you honestly don't see a lot in the sport at the moment. And on the other hand, you have the, the UFC veteran, the greatly, greatly talented George St. Pierre, who is just so good at fighting that you think he acquired his skills from the outer space. So there you go, a fantastic matchup between two of the best ones in the game. And if this fight actually does get announced one day, hey, you heard about it here first. All right, now moving on to some controversial stuff. Okay, so we talked about the featherweight championship fight between Jermaine Duraname and Holly Holm on our previous episode. We talked about how there was a lot of controversy surrounding the judges' scorecards. We also discussed the fact that things would have gone down differently if the if the referee would have acted differently towards Jermaine Durandamay's strikes after the horn. So now that Jermaine Durandamay has won through decision, Holly Holm has come out and appealed her UFC 208 loss. So Holly Holm is asking the New York State Athletic Commission to consider her case in order to review the referee's, quote, failure to deduct one or more points from Jermaine Durandamay following her repeated strikes thrown after the horn sounded to end round two and three. Okay, now, it's definitely fair for Holly Holm to be asking the commission for such a consideration, but let's just step back a little bit to logically process all this through. So technically speaking, Jermaine Durandamay shouldn't really be penalized for 
all those shots after the horn because the referee hadn't really jumped in to stop the fight yet. And while, as we all know, in MMA, the referee's call is what actually counts, whether that call is for stoppage or for continuing to fight. For instance, if your opponent is making gestures that the fight should be over or pause for whatever medical reason, you are not allowed to just randomly stop fighting unless you are told otherwise by the referee. So as you can imagine, the referee's call is essential in keeping the fight going. And and the referee's uh, on-time call and the referee's right call is not only important for the fairness of the scorecards, but also for the fighter's health and safety. And in this case specifically, those shots thrown after the horn by Jermaine Duraname were perhaps the hardest ones thrown in the entire course of the fight. And listen, man, you can't just ignore the impact of those shots. It's not like, you know, it's not like a video game. The, the damage that is done with those shots after the horn to your body, it just sticks to, with your body for the rest of the fight and it's not like you can shake it off and be completely fine after that so it does make sense that holly Holm is now trying to make things fair for herself by trying to get the commission to kind of reconsider the referee's uh, decision through but as for jermaine duraname to be honest she never really did anything illegal she was just playing the game and was abiding by the referee's rules and calls so since there, there has been a lot of controversy ever since her win, Jermaine Duraname has come out on social media and said that she's not a dirty fighter and that she wants to make it crystal clear who the deserving champion is by giving Holly Holm a rematch of the title. But okay, hold up. There is someone else in the featherweight picture that we need to talk about. Let's talk about one of the scariest names in women's MMA, if not the entire sport. Let's talk about Chris Cyborg. Alright, so Chris Cyborg has a pretty fascinating story because not only is she one of the most dominating MMA fighters in multiple organizations, but as a matter of fact, the women's featherweight division was created so that Chris Cyborg could, make, could actually make weight and start fighting at the UFC. So you could kind of say that Cyborg is the unofficial champion in a way. And she was actually going to fight for this featherweight title, but she was banned by the um, United States Anti-Doping Agency, USADA, due to taking a diuretic substance, which helped her make weight for, for a previous fight and also helped her with treating an endocrine disorder. But the interesting thing is, only a few days ago, USADA came out and announced that Cyborg had been granted a retroactive therapeutic use exemption and will face no doping violation. So as for now, there are no excuses for the current champ, Jermaine Duraname, not to fight Chris Cyborg. But of course, it'll all depend on how things will turn out with Holly Holmes' case and whether or not the Athletic Commission looks into the referee's actions. All right, now moving on, let's just quickly talk about Bellator 172, which happened over the weekend. Okay, so let me take you through how it all went down from my own perspective. Okay, so on Saturday night, everybody's pumped up. Of course, Fedor Emelianenko is fighting Matt Mitrione. Everybody's just so excited to see Matt Mitrione make a name of himself and to see Fedor one fight once again. So about three hours before the main card starts, 
I go online to just take a look at the card schedule and I cannot believe what I'm seeing when I'm searching Bellator 172. They're telling me that the main event is canceled because Mitrione was pulled from the card due to illness. And man, okay, this was probably the first time ever that I was just so bummed that I didn't even feel like watching the rest of the Bellator card. So my apologies for that to you, TKO Nation. But did I only figure out that Mitrion was pulled from the card because of kidney stones? And then I started to feel empathy for Mitrion and actually be glad that he wasn't fighting in that condition. Man, kidney stones are so painful. Ouch. So, yeah, man, even though it was a bummer, hopefully Mitrion gets better soon. And shout out to Fedor for showing so, for showing so much love, you know, to Mitrion and giving love uh, to the fans. But the good news out of all this is that these two will fight each other very, very soon, or at least that's what the president of Bellator, Scott Coker, promised the fans. And man, honestly, I'm glad that uh, I'm I'm actually glad that happened because you get to understand how much hard work goes into making each fight possible, and that nothing is 100% guaranteed un- until the moment the fighters step into the cage. And that is something that is just so unique about MMA that you don't get to see in other sports. And in the end, you realize how grateful you should really be whenever the super fights that you've always dreamed of are actually happening. And that is definitely what we're doing next as we are going to be previewing the fights coming up on the UFC 209 card. But let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Success in life comes when you simply refuse to give up On a mission so strong that obstacles like failure and loss Only act as motivation I mean like, no one has the power to shatter your dreams Unless you get something telling me to stop I never do that in the name of love Until I've given it my all and it just ain't enough See even if it's getting realer than they say it was Straight enough, who's afraid of what player get involved? Nah, you work hard till you're better off 24-7, 365, never off Look at me, I'm nocturnal, I don't sleep My eyes heavy, bags and crow's feet But I won't be stopped I go from tragedy to majesty The victory has been woven into my tapestry My adversaries not cut from the same flag as me That's why the champion's gonna be who it has to be This ain't the type of opportunity that disappears I made it here because I shed blood, sweat, and tears To get the title I forever have my sights on This is where I become an American icon If you a champion, show me you a champion If you a champion, show me you a champion Cause real champions move like champions if real champions prove that they're champions If you a champion, show me you a champion If you a champion, show me you a champion Cause real champions move like champions If real champions prove that they're champions Listen, forward motion never fail I learned to hustle is part of a cautionary tale Hard work is something I know very well A lesson and a blessing out of each and every L I ball, I fell in love with the game and never looked back 
shook my foundation and frame, they never shook that Been trailblazing my name into the book that Represent all the champs who had a chance and took that And laser focus is the reoccurring theme Forever coming to me like a reoccurring dream If we weren't kings, we'd probably be swimming up Stream trying to make the devil come clean for the umpteenth You know me as the global dean from the noble team So convene in the whole regime shall be overseen I'm a pillar like a column in the pantheon Competition, I can't see them I'm champion If you a champion, show me you a champion If you a champion, show me you a champion Cause real champions move like champions And real champions prove that they're champions If you a champion, show me you a champion If you a champion, show me you a champion Cause real champions move like champions And real champions prove that they're champions I'm gonna prove that I'm the champion And if it's something I can't do then it can't be done And I ain't saying I don't lose I'm saying I'm the only one But if it's either I or you The best believe is only gonna be one True champion yeah, If you a champion, show me you a champion If you a champion, show me you a champion Cause real champions move like champions And real champions prove that they're champions If you a champion, show me you a champion if you a champion, show me you a champion Cause real champions move like champions And real champions prove that they're champions If you a champion, show me you a champion If you a champion, show me you a champion Cause real champions move like champions And real champions prove that they're champions If you a champion, show me you a champion If you a champion, show me you a champion Cause real champions move like champions the real champions prove that Hey everybody, welcome back. This is TKO on CFRU. And if you haven't figured it out already, we're all about MMA here. We're MMA maniacs here. <laughs> so the song you just heard is called Champion by the Roots. And it's a pretty cool song because just as always, it fits the occasion right now. And we're just about to talk about UFC 209, which is headlining double championship bouts for main and co-main events. So the card's on March 4th in Vegas with the main card starting at 10 p.m. Eastern as usual. All right, so let's start off the main card with the heavyweight bout between Alistair Overeem and Mark Hunt. So this is going to be a great, great matchup because, as you guys might recall, this is not going to be the first time that these two are actually fighting each other. The last time that these two um, faced each other was back in the day in Dream, which is an MMA organization based in Japan. And so the first time Overeem and Hunt fought each other, Mark Hunt was submitted in the very first round through an arm lock. But okay, let's keep let's just keep in mind that that fight was way too long ago and ever since then many many things have changed for both of these guys. So obviously right now they're both older but don't let that make you think any less about the talent and power that these guys are going to bring into the octagon for this fight. So Mark Hunt is known for his monstrous one-hand knockouts, and so it will be extremely, extremely dangerous for his opponent to keep up this stand-up game with them. And Alistair Overeem is one of a kind, as he's one of the most technical heavyweights that has ever existed. Also, one tiny mistake can cost you a lot if you're fighting Overeem, as he can use every single opportunity to his own benefit, and by that, he usually tends to take the fight to a place where his opponent is the weakest. 
this. So in this case, we all know that jiu-jitsu isn't Mark Hunt's forte, but at the same time, Alistair Overeem needs to be extremely cautious about boxing with Mark Hunt. So yeah, man, what a great fight to open up the main card. And it will definitely pump you up uh, for, for the championship fights coming up later during the night. All right, so the next fight on the schedule is about between Rashad Evans and Daniel Kelly. Man, what a beast of a fight is this going to be? Because we're finally seeing Rashad Evans, the former light heavyweight champion, fight after such a long time. So let me tell you something. This is a great matchup for Rashad as he's definitely going to be challenging himself with Daniel Kelly, who's only had one loss in his entire professional career and he's trying to make it he's trying to make a name of himself so you know what Rashad better watch out for this guy so in terms of reach advantage and other stats both of these guys are extremely similar to one another and you can say that they're almost say at the same level so what that means is that these guys cannot merely rely on the effectiveness of their of their skills alone they have to come in with a specific game plan in cases like this where both fighters are stylistically similar it's like playing chess basically you both have the same resources so in order to win you almost need to outsmart the other guy so again this is a great matchup and it's pretty interesting to see what game plan does each guy come into the octagon with. All right, moving on to the co-main event of the evening. We have a greatly anticipated fight for the lightweight interim championship. Yes, the wait is finally over. Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson. And you know why everybody's looking forward to this fight? It's not because we want to settle things down in the lightweight division when Conor McGregor, the actual champ, uh, is gone, what we really want to see is who is going to be the better man in the fight between Ferguson and Khabib because these two guys are just so good that they're almost at the same level. And you know what this kind of reminds me of? And if you're a Harry Potter fan, you'll get this. It almost reminds me of that final battle between Harry Potter and the Dark Lord. And in this case, both Khabib and Tony seem to have the same core in that they're both made of the same material, but each guy has chosen to be better in a certain way of fighting. So Khabib's wrestling and Sambo skills are just so unique that so far, whoever he's faced in his entire professional career has um, fallen into his traps and has not been able to completely uh, defend against his um, vicious takedowns. And yes, if you've been catching up with TKO, you probably remember that we said Khabib Nurmagomedov used to wrestle with bears when he was a kid. Yeah, we're talking about the same Khabib here. And not only that, Khabib also knows how to smoothly transition from wrestling mode to full-on power ground and pound, which is definitely one of his deadliest weapons in his fights. Now, on the other hand, you have Tony Ferguson, who is a true believer of fluidity in movement and has decided to add that fluidity into his vicious striking skills. And also, you're going to be in deep trouble if you slip, even by the slightest bit, because Tony Ferguson knows how to manipulate your mistakes in a way so that they're used against you, whether it's in stand-up or on the ground. So with all the things that we mentioned so far, make sure you catch this one. I guarantee it is going to be one of the best fights of the night, if not the best fight of the year. 
But of course, that would all depend on this next fight, which is our main event for the welterweight championship. We have the champ Tyron Woodley fighting Stephen Wonderboy Thompson once again. Oh man, this one's gonna be a good one, and it's almost the same case as the um, Tony and Khabib fight here, because again, Wonder Boy and Woodley are just so great at what they do, and they're both at the same level. You can definitely see that through their last fight at UFC 205 when the fight was declared a draw in the end. You see, even though these two are completely different stylistically speaking, they almost both seem to demonstrate the same amount of power and talent when fighting one another. So on one hand you have Stephen Wonderboy Thompson who has this unique sideways karate style stance helping him to throw kicks from angles that are not really expected. And Wonderboy is extremely resilient and never gives up even, even in the worst positions possible. And on the other hand you have Tyron Woodley who is just so extremely explosive when it comes to knockout power and he goes from zero to beast mode real quick. And Woodley is, uh, is not the type to give up as well and if he tries something on you that doesn't work he will keep coming after you until he catches you when you're left with no more weapons and man i hope all the things we talked about pumped you up because fight night's coming up and i don't know about you but i honestly cannot wait to watch every single fight and the good news is we're going to be breaking down the 209 card on our next episode with attention to every single detail so make sure you watch the fights on saturday night and as for now unfortunately that's all the time we're gonna have for this week make sure you go to cfre.ca to catch up with our show and until next time i'm your girl janan right here and this is tko peace out